So we kind of want to have things in place where we can kind of like change our minds if we need to. So we kind of always put the same effort into all of our like rental properties, no matter kind of what our plan is, I guess, if that makes sense. Are you a real estate investor looking to sharpen your skills or a newbie looking to become one? You're in the right place. Welcome to Where Should I Invest? Real Estate Investing in Canada with your host, Sarah Larby. Hey, welcome back. It's Sarah Larby. You are listening to Where Should I Invest? And today's guests are Katie and Jacob. So Katie Golak and Jacob Woodward from White Pine Properties. And uh, they have a great story. They also utilize the birth strategy for rental properties. And since 2015 have since doubled their portfolio and are work both working full-time with the company. Their most recent project is a short-term vacation property on the beautiful French River that will be completely renovated into a luxury four-season rental. I hope you guys enjoy this podcast before we bring them on. Dahlia, what is new and exciting? What do we need to know? What is today's tip of the week? I'm Dahlia, founder of Streetwise Mortgages, and in today's episode, I would like to share with you some of the common misconceptions about financing. Today, we discuss the financing wall. The financing wall refers to a situation where the lender you are applying for a mortgage with declines your deal, cuts down the loan amount, or asks that you put a higher down payment into the deal. Hitting the financing wall with one lender does not mean that you will hit it with all other lenders on the street. Lenders generally look at the following variables for a mortgage approval, including your personal income, rental income from your portfolio, your credit, down payment sources, portfolio size, whether you own the property in your personal or corporate name, net worth, and the property you are financing, including its zoning and condition. Although all lenders pretty much account for the same variables, they run the numbers differently. Therefore, if you hit the financing wall with one lender, it is worth exploring other options through a mortgage broker, not by shopping the deal yourself. Because as a client, you just see the tip of the iceberg, which is the interest rate that is being marketed. You don't really get to see how the lenders run the numbers beneath the surface. So if you are concerned about hitting the financing wall or if your deal has gotten declined or you have received financing terms that you are not happy with, myself and my team would be happy to assist. We have helped many clients qualify when they thought they hit the wall and we have helped many clients acquire many more properties when they thought they can only get two or three. Contact one of our senior advisors at Streetwise Mortgages at info at streetwisemortgages.com. Cheers to your success. Awesome, Dahlia. That was great information. And uh, guys, you know, ultimately, look, the market's changing. We have to pivot. A lot of my portfolio, just so that you guys are aware of what I'm doing, you know, I'm still doing the birth strategy. I'm just doing it on a bigger scale at this point, just because 
your singles and duplexes don't work as well anymore with the rates going up. So uh, in order to get cash flow, we're doing three and four unit conversions and then the commercial to residential conversion. So if you want to know more about that, reach out to me. And a lot of it I'm doing, you know, a fairly, you know, I would say fairly close to the GTA where the numbers work, where the lift is good. And I've started utilizing the MLI select program from CMHC. So planning the exits of what that's going to look like is going to be important, but I'll tell you, there's a good opportunity right now to buy some really good deals. We've been waiting for this probably for two years. If you're sitting on the sidelines, again, be strategic, but this I think is a good time to buy the right types of properties. So I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. If you have any questions, reach out to me, Sarah at sarahlarby.com or on Instagram, investor Sarah Larby. And let's bring them on. Jake and Katie, welcome to the show. How are you? Good. Thank you very much for having us. We're really excited good. to be here. Yeah. Thank you for having us. We're a longtime listener, so it's pretty exciting to be here. Amazing. Now, I, I can't remember how we connected. Was it on Instagram? I think I might have reached out based on your newest design project in Kobaconk. So I've been following along with that, like based on that and your podcast. So I think that's how we kind of got in touch at one point. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'm, I just got my Instagram back a couple of days ago, so I can now, I can now look at other people's projects again and, and get inspired. And I think, I think you've got some really cool stuff. So before we get into the projects that you're currently working, let's just take a step back. How did, how, and when did you get started in real estate investing? Well, I guess it was 2015. Katie and I, I guess we're 21 or I was 21 and you had just, I mean, yeah, we were both 21 actually. And yeah, we bought a fiveplex, our very first investment. We were still renting from my parents, actually. We, she had, or my, both my parents had a apartment above their garage. And yeah, so we were just renting there, bought a fiveplex, like five kilometers away and slowly renovated that over three years and then refinanced it and actually bought a, a business before buying another property. But uh, yeah, that was our first first investment and Katie and I did all the all of the renovations and and re-rented it all ourselves so so were you living in the fiveplex as you were doing this no we actually never did we always stayed with Jake's parents they're like super awesome in general and they're really great to live with so we were fortunate that they let us stay with them so we were able to kind of not be there during the renovation progress but yeah we definitely still did it all of ourselves every spare minute we had away from our full-time jobs and on weekends but yeah it definitely feels rewarding now when we look back at it oh definitely it's interesting that it's a fiveplex that was your first purchase rather than like maybe a single family or something smaller can i ask why how did that come about so we did intend on actually living in it i guess then that's when katie and i were first kind of got to know each other and everything. And we didn't have anything like long-term plans really set in stone, but we did buy it like planning on moving into it. So we didn't have a huge investment up front, which was great, but yeah, I don't, it, it just was the perfect deal. I mean, it, we were able to kind of renovate each unit and still keep you know, keep an income with each other units still. Being yeah, occupied. even though they were vacant and we were renovating them, we were still able to have like a profit at the end of the month, which mm. is crazy to think about now, but. Yeah, exactly. From, from other tenants in the other units that you had already renovated that were kind of just covering the, the cost of the rents or uh, the mortgage and everything. 
Yeah, exactly. I guess, well, we kind of like when somebody would move out, we would then renovate that unit. So everybody that was in there originally, kind of their unit wasn't quite like renovated or anything yet. But like as people moved out, like I said, that's when we like jumped to like the next unit. So that really worked out for us. And also that's why it took three years. It, it was a slow process. And I think, I don't even know if Burr was a thing then yet, but that's essentially what we were doing. Like we just renovated it, refinanced it and, uh, yeah, it, that kind of substantially started our investment career. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it was a thing back then. I just don't think it had like a name and a strategy t- really tied to it, right? Where like people are like, yeah, this is the strategy that I'm doing. I think it just was part of the flow and people, I mean, maybe it was called something different, but I think it really came about in the last last few years. Okay, so you got this fiveplex. The tenants luckily moved out, and you got to re-renovate and reset the market rents. And let's just fast forward. I mean, I think that's that's an awesome an awesome opportunity, and it's also an awesome opportunity that you decided to renovate it yourself. Because I I can't even put a nail barely in and hold a hammer properly. So how did you learn all of this stuff? Well, I mean, luckily Katie already had a background in like the interior design side of it, and and just kind of knowing where to find good deals and everything like that. And then I've just, I guess, always been handy. Grew up in a a small town. A lot of times you do a lot of stuff yourself, which we're obviously trying to get out of that. (laughs) But yeah, so that's kind of where the teamwork was uh, making the dream work between Katie and I. I kind of had willing to to learn everything and and hammer some nails in if we had to. So it it worked out pretty good. Amazing. And growing up, my dad was obviously like really influential in the things that I learned how to do at a young age. Like he always used to let me help him like do little like renovation projects and things like that as well. So I was kind of around that at a very young age. So I think that made a huge difference for me. So can I assume that like when you did this, your parents weren't thinking you were completely out of your mind. They probably saw it coming or did they actually think you were crazy to do it? Like my parents? Both were. Both. Yeah, I... No, I didn't think we were crazy. I mean, my parents have had a bit of a background in, in the entrepreneurial side of things. Like they had, they've got their own small business in Halliburton and they actually, they owned their old, their old building. They had a, a commercial unit downstairs where they ran their business and then six units upstairs residential. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, my parents were kind of foreign to it anyways. They were surprised, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, I, kind of seeing that kind of thing at a younger age made, made it make sense but no they were crazy like I'm sure they would have liked if maybe we moved out of their house <laughs> <laughs> but they were also cool with us renting there for the couple of years and um, nice. renovating the fiveplex nice. and then I guess for me at like a super young age I feel like I had a very kind of distinct idea of what I wanted to do my parents not very long ago actually sent me an oral that I did in elementary school. And at the very end of the oral, I said I was either going to be an interior decorator or a fashion designer. And ever since then, I've just loved interior decorating. I think I was probably the only 10-year-old to watch Mike Holmes growing up. <laughs> I was just obsessed with interior design and renovating and things like that. So I don't think it came to them as a surprise at all. So yeah. Very cool. So let's, let's fast forward. Can I ask like what your portfolio looks like today? So we've got the five plex still. I mean, we definitely can get rid of that. It's a, an awesome building and 
we have so much blood, sweat, and tears into it, we're going to hold on to it for a little bit. But we then bought a single family in Halliburton, and then we bought two duplexes in Sault Ste. Marie. And then we just most recently purchased a cottage in French River. But we did sell the one single family home, single family home in, in Halliburton. But now we're renting our personal home out in Halliburton, so the portfolio hasn't really changed a lot. We're just now <laughs> living in our cottage while we, we do the renovation. Very um, cool. Yeah. So you're doing the renovations on these properties. Let, let's, let's talk about white pine properties, and let's maybe talk a little bit about the design and, and the interior design work. What are you doing in these properties, and, and how are you creating that, that design? So it definitely comes first at the planning stage. So a lot of the times we'll obviously go and look at the space. For a cottage in particular, we actually bought it sight unseen, other than doing like a kind of like virtual tour of the space. But anyways, regardless, planning is always the first stage. And so from there, we'll kind of see like what our budget is, kind of like go through similar things on the market to see like what we should and could put into it as comparables. And then from there, we'll kind of build our budget and then I'll go through and select everything for the project and have a very like distinct idea of what we're going to do. And then from there, I'll have all of the plans completed, I'll complete schedules, we'll have timelines, and then we'll inform our trades way ahead of time. And then we'll kind of have setbacks set in place so that we can move forward and kind of like get and hit timelines as we go along so that the project's completed when we want it to. And also ordering products now is a big thing because as a lot of people know, it takes a lot longer to get products. So we'll try to order products a lot sooner than we need them and try to find a spot to store them, which is sometimes difficult, but we tend to be able to figure that out. So. <laughs> and now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. Hey guys, just want to take a moment and introduce you to one of my favorite paralegals, Andrew Chubetta. With over a combined decade of experience, Caveat LLP provides legal assistance for real estate investors and entrepreneurs, primarily practicing in the areas of landlord and tenant law. Caveat LLP is your one-stop shop when dealing with all of your tenant issues. Give them a call for a free consultation at 289-339-1311. That is Caveat LLP. Andrew Chubetta has been instrumental in helping me as a landlord and as a real estate investor, and I'm sure he can help you as well. Again, that's 289-339-1311. And now back to the show. And now back to the show. All right. Very cool. So, so you've got your processes, you've got his systems in place. Yeah. You obviously have a background in renovations. You're hiring the trades, what to look for and all that good stuff. What's, what are you doing differently? I know you, it says here you've got some short-term, I mean, obviously the cottage I'm guessing is probably going to be a short-term, but what are you doing that's different from the design standpoint versus like a long-term rental? To be honest, I feel like most times we actually will go kind of above and beyond with design, like more so for uniqueness and creativity. And that doesn't always mean like being more expensive, but we always like to kind of create our properties to be more unique than others. And uniqueness in the sense that like, it's not going to be like outdated in two years, but we like to kind of maintain that timelessness. But we think that's important because we want to kind of keep our properties open to say like, maybe if we didn't sell our single family home, that's like, that was in town in Halbert, like maybe we would want to rent it out as a short term property. So we kind of want to have things in place where we can kind of like change our minds if we need to. So we kind of always put the same effort into all of our like rental properties 
no matter kind of what our plan is, I guess, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, I think the listeners know that I'm building a resort and in this resort, again, it's always, it's fluid, it's going to change. This is what happens when you're developing. This is what happens when you're designing. But in my vision, there is going to be, each cottage is going to have its own theme inside, but it's going to have an Instagrammable feature, right? Something that like, when I think of like Trius Wines, right? Winery, for those of you you that like wine that live in (laughs) Ontario, you've probably done the wine tours and Trius has that wall with the flowers in the back and they have that bathtub that's swaying. Like they have a few iconic pieces that when people are taking these Instagram pictures with their friends, they're at Trius, even if they don't hashtag Trius, because Mm -hmm. those are the famous backgrounds that people take. So are you doing anything like that with yours? Have you, have you considered any of that? Oh yeah, we'll definitely be doing some pretty creative things for sure. I feel like I'm in general a super creative person and I've just been like waiting for the opportunity to do something super cool like that. So you can guarantee that you'll see some awesome things coming your way. <laughs> I think that's that's also an opportunity. Like there's there's renovating for long-term rentals. I mean, there's renovating to sell. We won't, we won't talk about that. But there's there's renovating for long-term rentals. There's renovating for short-term rentals. And I think the rent... The, amount of renovations, the quality of renovations, again, depends on where the short-term rental is. For the majority of the cases, you've got to renovate a little bit better. You've got to design a little bit better for those short-term opportunities because the people that are booking your place, they may just decide to book based on the decor. They may just decide to book based on the, the pictures themselves and what, the op- what is actually inside the properties more so, maybe more so than the location. We kind of noticed that in this market. I mean, up, up here, French River, kind of south of Sudbury area, a lot of it is really campy feel, like really just pine, right? Like exposed pine everything like that we're trying to make it maybe a little more modern yeah everything kind of has like a similar look so we wanted to kind of set ourselves apart and kind of have like a more like luxury space that would appeal to not only like kind of like a guy's weekend maybe coming for a fishing trip but maybe like a girl's like bachelorette weekend or something Hmm. as well do you have any like any shops any stores um so like for example like when i'm designing the cottages i like to incorporate some of the local stores nearby for the Mm -hmm. right and so like what are you guys doing for your cottage or have you thought through that we haven't like toured around too much of the Sudbury area but one place we've really loved recently furniture is a little bit more expensive but you're going to get the quality you need to like withstand like the durability factor for your space so a really awesome place we've visited lately is called digs and dwellings in Sudbury they have a lot of amazing furniture that's kind of like a little bit more modern as well but still has that cottage aesthetic to it so that's one we've really liked for us personally, we love kind of pairing like a modern piece with something vintage. So we can't wait to tour around to some of like the vintage or antique shops because I feel like that's what gives like the life and energy to a space and also a story. So when we bought our cottage, actually, it had a lot. Of, well, actually, it came with everything, including the bedding. So we had a few things to get rid of, but there was a few super cool things we got to keep. So a few of those things will definitely be incorporating back into the space because that will obviously give the story to it as well. Mm-hmm. And that's what we have. And the fact like we're on Bigwood Bay, which is off of Red Pine Bay, which is off of the French River. And it used to be a sawmill here in the bay. So if we could somehow maybe incorporate something to do the with history, that, yeah. the history mm-hmm. side of it, that'd be really cool because 
like if this bay used to be full of logs and they'd pull them out on the other side so i mean if mm -hmm. we could find some maybe old photos or mm -hmm. something like that just something to incorporate i guess that that people like to see stuff like that right like see the actual history of the yeah area. not to mention the french river in general how much history that holds oh yeah mm -hmm. exactly yeah, I mean, I, th I think that's that's a great point, right, is just trying to take some of the local history mixed in with some modern touches mixed in with local shops as well. And to create that experience, I think as as more and more people getting back out there or deciding to to rent places locally, it's about that competitive advantage, right? Doing something like that and having better decor could be the difference between 100 or 200 bucks a night more than your competition. Mm -hmm. um, just to be able to have that experience. And I think moving forward, it is about a different experience, right? Like people staying in the Airbnbs, like I was looking at like shipping containers. There's really only two on Airbnb. One's renting for 170 a night, one's renting for 250 a night, and they're not necessarily in really cool places, mm -hmm. um, but they're a cool concept or tiny homes or just some something different. I think that that's really going to be in my opinion, the future of some of the travel mm -hmm. local travelers that are wanting to stay here, what experiences can they get that they can't get from another hotel or a typical Airbnb? Yeah. And who wants to be the same as everybody else? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So are you, are you both self managing your rentals? Are you hiring somebody to do that for you? Like, how are you doing that? So currently we have been managing all of our properties and units. Most recently though, in Sault Ste. Marie, that's a market that property management actually is offered in the area. And the two duplexes that we bought, we inherited tenants that might have not been necessarily people that we would have picked to begin with to be in our units. But regardless, we've kind of learned a lot from that process, which has been super interesting for me. Like I've learned a lot about like different like end forms and working with a paralegal and stuff like that. So I find that all exciting and interesting just because those are things I didn't know before. But most recently, we've actually started to work with a company in the area in Sault Ste. Marie. So we'll see how that goes. But we're excited to kind of like step back from that property a little bit. Oh, definitely. Yeah. It's exciting mm -hmm. to be able to pass that on mm -hmm. and have someone else kind of manage that. That's definitely exciting. What we're aiming to do in the future is find markets that, that have property management and we can really develop that team that it can be a lot more hands off so we can expand. Mm -hmm. Now, right now we're, <clears throat> we're really aiming to, to expand. I mean, in the next couple of years in the, the real estate yeah. investing side of things. So, and I guess another thing too, is if like, you're not familiar with the area, obviously property managers will have the in on like trades professionals. And so if you didn't have those people, for example, and you want to do a renovation, it might be hard to find somebody reputable or even like find somebody to do the work in like an amount of time that's reasonable these days in order to kind of flip your unit. If one does become available or if you're able to, kind of flip it. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm, absolutely. Now you were mentioning Jake that you want to grow and I'm guessing Katie, you're on, you're on board with that and you want to expand. What is your plan? Are you, are you still planning to self-finance? Are you planning on working with joint venture partners down the road? Are you planning on just focusing on the, the larger multis in order to keep scaling? What is the plan? Yeah. So the, the goal is yes, yeah, commercial multifamily. That's what we're aiming to now, mainly because we don't have huge T4 incomes right now. We like, we've got good personal income with the, the real estate and stuff. And recently started the white pine properties corporation. And 
there's some some income there and we're just obviously growing both of that but the big thing is moving forward we do have a large bit of cash that we're kind of sitting on right now and also we are looking for investors i mean we're just trying to dial in which market we're looking at i mean we've been been weighing out the option of edmonton i mean now we're close to sudbury sudbury seems to be a pretty good market as well but i mean the edmonton market i guess is is what's appealing to us the most right now mainly because we've always kind of believed in the cash flow side of things we're not going to buy a we're not going to put our money into a, a building that doesn't cash flow because obviously uncertain times i mean we've had so much good growth in the last 15 years and whatnot but i mean who, who knows and we've always just liked to play it safe with the cash flow and that's why edmonton is kind of appealing to us we've talked to a, a couple of people there so far like people investing in the market people that are selling in the market and yeah so it's it's looking pretty appealing that might be the next the next thing we're jumping into but yeah i mean we'll, we'll see what comes up right now we're just kind of we've had a very busy couple of years and few months especially so we're just kind of sitting back and enjoying the fact that we're living in the cottage right now nothing and, wrong with that that's awesome yeah exactly mm -hmm. and then just getting like some of our properties like the Suze Marie one for example like a little bit more organized mm -hmm. and things like that so dialing in our properties and having those like a hundred percent taken care of yeah. and then like jumping in and figuring out what our next steps are mm -hmm. it's kind of really exciting actually to be able to make that step for sure. And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. Are you looking to sell but don't want to move? Did you know that with Sell Rent Stays program, you can get paid and remain in your home? Life sometimes throws curveballs at us where we need to access the cash tied up in our homes. With Sell Rent Stay, you can get access to your home's equity without the hassle of moving from the house you call your home. Sell Rent Stay works with each client on a case-by-case -case basis to determine the value to be paid for your home. To learn more, visit www.sellrentstay.com. And now back to the show. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with taking a step back and just like, especially in a time that's going to be so uncertain. I like that you mentioned cash flow because I think this is going to be a big difference between who's a, who's got staying power and who does not have staying power. It's super important. I've been preaching this for many, many years. I hope that if there's a 20% drop or a 50% drop or no drop that everybody that's listening to, to these podcasts and that has been learning is going to be able to sustain I think some probably very turbulent times in the next two to three years. How bad? I don't know. I could be totally wrong, but it's good to have the cash flow for sure. And it is good to take a step back and see, okay, where are we at? Is everything actually like being managed properly? Is everything cash flowing properly? Your systems, your processes, all that good stuff. So, but very, very well said. So, so talk to us about white pine properties. What is that part of your business? So I guess primarily we've, we hold a couple buildings in, in White Pine Properties right now. So yeah, right now it's, it's actually our short-term rental and our two duplexes. But we're but going I'm, to use that to grow in the future for sure. Exactly. I mean, we're still trying to decide what we should do moving forward, whether we keep adding buildings to this corporation or should we kind of cap it at the 2 million mark or, or whatnot. Uh, just to keep it 
separate liability wise and stuff like that. So it's basically like a holding corporation for some of your properties. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Now, I mean, business model that you were like offering, I don't know, maybe some type of interior design or something like that through that corporation, but it's strictly a holding co. Well, actually, technically, well, since we just started White Pine Properties, it's obviously a growing process, but interior design services is something we offer through White Pine Properties. Uh, and it's something that we will continue to do just to make design more achievable for everyday investors so that you can kind of get somebody to work with you that you're not paying the huge designer rate because we actually have design guidebooks that we just created. So basically, yes, it's going to save you the money without paying the designer rate and you'll have all of the plans and everything set forth for you so that you can implement that within your properties. Okay. All right. Awesome. So if somebody doesn't want to work on the design piece of it or doesn't know where to start, they can reach out to you. I think you've got a website, whitepineproperties.ca reach out to you there and say, can you help me design this Airbnb as an example? Is that roughly what you're thinking about? Yeah, hundred percent. Mm -hmm. okay. All right. All right. Very cool. So you've got, you've got a nice portfolio. You've got, you were saying not super high T4 incomes, but I think like, I want to go back to that because I think that was also important because somebody listening to this might say, oh, you know what? I'm, I don't make enough. I don't make enough, but you can actually be very creative and you can buy many things, even if you have actually no T4 income whatsoever, right? So it's just about creating different strategies that will match what you can bring to the table, right? So if your financing is not very, very high, you focus on the commercial stuff, like five or more units, you can bring in joint venture partners, but there's like likely some credit unions, some trust companies, like work with a good mortgage broker because there's always options when you, when you least expect it, right? Going to the big bank probably won't help you over time, but working with a good mortgage broker and having that plan in place likely will. So you've got, you've got the portfolio and you've got white pine properties. You're starting to be going out there and doing the short-term stuff. Do you like short-term or long-term better and why? I think we're both different on that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, me personally, that's, yeah, the big goal is the multifamily stuff, but uh, I mean, short term, there's huge cash flow if you're in the, do the, do it the right way. And I mean, Katie obviously loves that as well, because you can get a little more creative and go a little more higher end and, and whatnot and, and uh, let that flow that way. But uh, yeah, so that's, I guess, where we're, we're different on that side, right? Yeah, I just loved it. I've always wanted to have a short-term rental property, like for as long as we've had all of our long-term rental properties. Like I knew people that were like buying them and stuff. And I was like, oh, I cannot wait till the point in our life where we can finally have one. So we we're finally able to achieve that. And I'm just so excited to be able to renovate it and design it and then rent it out so everybody can have an awesome experience being here like we have so far. Amazing. I, I love the short-term strategy better than the long-term strategy, but I love the midterm strategy above them all. <laughs> yeah, that's also super interesting. <laughs> awesome. All right, so the next part of the podcast is the lightning round. So you will get five questions and you will have 20 seconds or less to answer each question. Are you ready to play? Today's lightning round has been brought to you by midtermrentalproperties.ca. It is a new way to rent, make more cash flow, take back control over our investments, and our portfolios using a different creative strategy and pivoting. So if you want to find out more, go to midtermrentalproperties.ca. I think so.
Go for it. <laughs> All right. Question number one. What is your favorite real estate investing book? Uh, me, it'd be Crushing It in Apartments and Commercial Real Estate. It's a long title, but it's just a, it's a good book. I mean, he, he talks about all the, the ins and outs with the NOI and just creating value, uh, increasing the NOI and certain cap rates and whatnot. But he also talks about his, his certain story. I actually can't remember the guy's name, but it's interesting throughout the book. He kind of tells a story about this building that he moves his business into and was just completely run down and he made it, made it into a very profitable deal. So yeah, it was a, a good book to listen to. Lots of interesting insight. Recommend it. A good book to listen to. So you're Audible? Yeah, Audible. <laughs> I haven't awesome. read it. it, was, awesome. it, it Perfect. No, I mean, that's great, right? If like you don't have time to read, you could still have time to listen on your drive to and from work or whatnot. And yeah. I'm sure somebody just, just Googles that title, they'll be able to find it then on Audible. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Katie, what about you? To be honest, I'm not really much of a book reader or listener when it comes to real estate investing. I'm kind of more of a doer. So Jake <laughs> kind of keeps me in check and informs <laughs> me of everything and educates me in that way. <laughs> All right. Awesome. All right. Number two, this could be any topic related. What is your favorite podcast if you are a podcast listener? To be honest, I think mental health is a direct correlation with like food or nourishment you're giving your body, meaning like how you take care of yourself should be like the number one priority or pillar in your life. And from there, you can definitely like reach success in business or whatever you'd like to. But your health and nourishment should be like the number one thing and importance in your life. So for me, a podcast that I really like is called Freely Rooted. And another one that I listen to not necessarily on podcasts, but another one I listen to is Jessica Ash Wellness. And she has amazing content on Instagram and she's been interviewed on a number of podcasts as well. So for me, that's super important. Okay, awesome. I wrote, I wrote those down so I can, I can take a listen too. They're all both new. I haven't heard of them, so I'm, I'm curious. What about you, Jake? Well, other than yours, I mean, we definitely listen to yours a lot, but recently the Russell Westcott podcast that's what he calls it mainly because i mean he's in the alberta market and that's kind of what we're aiming towards right now so it's it's really kind of geared towards the alberta calgary edmonton market and actually we reached out to him the other day and had a good conversation with him he seems he's a great guy and i yeah highly recommend listening to that as well okay all right awesome Question number three, what do you both like to do for fun aside from renovations? And Well, another thing aside from like health and wellness that I'm super interested in is sustainability and fashion. So like I said, like when I was like in grade three or whatever, another thing that I was super interested in was fashion design. So right now I'm actually working on creating my capsule wardrobe. So like hand sewing like every piece of my clothing or ordering like sustainable clothing and things like that because I feel like fast fashion should not be a thing. It should be slow fashion and everybody should put more thought into the clothes that they're buying, not only for quality, but again, sustainability. All right, very cool. That's the first kind of answer like that we've had on the show so far. So thank you for being original. (laughs) Creative. (laughs) Yeah, so for myself, I mean, I like fishing. (laughs) We just bought like kind of a dream fishing boat um, two days, three days ago. So, well, we ordered it last June, but we just picked it up. Just got it now. But yeah, it's kind of funny, actually, I need to tell a story about this, because one of our friends a little while ago, probably like almost this time last year was like, 
you guys are doing so well. Like, why do you never like do anything nice for yourselves? Like you mm-hmm. should like appreciate life a little bit more. And honestly, the very next day we went and ordered this boat. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Well, now you've got the cottage to enjoy it at. Exactly. So yeah, it's kind of like a, almost like a meditation thing, right? You go out fishing and whatever. You're not thinking about always business and whatever. It's nice to just shut off for a minute and go fishing. <laughs> amazing. All right, question number four. If you lost it all tomorrow, all your money, all your assets, all your properties, how would you start again? I guess maybe go towards some private financing. Go to your family, friend, or there's probably someone not too far away that has money that they want to invest. So maybe look for for someone that, that has some money they want to invest with you. Bring them a deal and put them on it and go from there. Okay. All right. Very cool. Katie, anything you want to add? Um, I think just basically like finding a market where you can still make cash flow because that is still a thing in certain parts of Ontario. So even if you have to go a little bit further to find it, I think like if you're in the position to make that happen, I think that's definitely a good way to do it. All right. Okay. Awesome. Final question number five. If somebody has $50,000 and they want to get started, how would you recommend that they actually spend that money? Well, I guess that kind of relates to, <laughs> to that answer that Katie just said. Like maybe find a market where 50000 goes a little further than most of Ontario, <laughs> like most of Southern Ontario. And again, even if, if you need to, reach out to people for private money. And yeah, it might be closer than you think, I guess. We actually just recently had someone that reached out to us, known him forever, and never thought about this concept but yeah he reached out he liked our story and he said like what we were doing liked everything we were doing and uh, like i've known him since been super young and uh, yeah so he reached out and and now wanted to be an investor so we've got some uh investor money there but that the point is it could be closer than anything so just kind of look around your family and friends and there could be some private capital there and the other thing I would just say, it sounds like you've shared, you're sharing your stories and you're sharing your success and that's how you can attract people organically as well, right? Rather than oh, having the deal and then needing to find the money, but just start, start slow, start sharing. Uh, mm-hmm, yeah. It'll attract private lenders. It's also interesting, like how many friends have asked for advice and stuff like that, how to get started, which is kind of really cool when you have that happen, so that you can help somebody out. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And have the same success. And actually kind of going back on that, like based on our first deal, the fiveplex, I mean, I bought it or we bought it as like, we were going to move into it. So it was a very low down payment. And I mean, we had to borrow some money with the banks and everything along the way. But, and again, that was maybe six, seven years ago. So maybe, again, find that market where you can find those deals and, and make it work that way. Yeah, and there, it's probably not in Southern Ontario at this point. Well, <laughs> not too close to the GTA anyways. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt. Awesome. All right, where, so that was our lightning round. Thank you both for playing. Where can my listeners reach out and find out more? Instagram's probably definitely the best spot. Well, we're just growing that right now, but our Instagram is simply at White Pine Properties. 
and uh, we'll be posting a lot of our cottage renovations and things like that there hopefully able to do a lot more videos and stuff for everybody soon but we've been posting our renovation projects and stuff on there so that would be the best spot to check that out or get in contact with us okay all right amazing Jake, Katie, thank you so much for being a wealth of knowledge on the show, sharing your experiences and providing so much great insight. Thank you very much for having us. Thank you. Hey guys, before you go, I wanted to ask you a question. What's stopping you from starting or growing your own real estate investment portfolio? I know for me, before I started, I had plenty of reasons and at the time they all seemed very valid, but as I started my journey, these reasons slowly fell away and eventually only one reason remained. What was actually stopping me was having a proven, actionable, repeatable system. I didn't have that. And the way that was going to change was by investing in myself, learning, listening, and looking for ways that worked, and also, most importantly, discovering what didn't and not making those mistakes again. Fast forward to today, I now have a proven, repeatable series of action steps that has enabled me to build my seven-figure portfolio consisting of multiple homes, and I'm able to manage that in two to three hours a month. Is that something that you would want? Well, I've actually taken all the knowledge I've accumulated and put that into a comprehensive step-by-step online program. It's called Rise, and it's a program that will help you from where you are now to where you want to be faster and with less of the headaches that I had. So it consists of all the templates and the resources that I use, plus over 40 instructional videos that you get lifetime access to for just a small one-time investment. And you know, my recommendation is to make the time now to invest in yourself and grow your portfolio to seven figures so that you can bring your retirement dreams closer. If you want some more information about Rise, just go to sarahlarby.com forward slash R-I-S-E to access more details and book your spot. Thanks so much for listening to Where Should I Invest with your host, Sarah Larby. Make sure to listen in next time. We'll catch you on the next episode of Where Should I Invest.